peace be with you in Jesus' name. We celebrate that Jesus teaches us to pray. It seemed he did everything with prayer. To speak his prayer is an exercise in confidence that God's righteous goodness will prevail. Jesus' prayer calls us to consider the opportunities we have to be compassionate and merciful as we celebrate God's consistent grace with us. He's telling us it is our wondrous privilege to speak with our Father in heaven. So we worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. On your wondrous works I will meditate, and I will declare your greatness. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And what is the second that is like it? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. So we speak our words of confession to our God. We admit and confess our sinfulness. We're broken and disconnected from you, our Creator. Have mercy on us, kind Father. Forgive us all that is past, and with the power of the Holy Spirit, guide us. Set our feet upon the new path of life, and build your kingdom here through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God has promised forgiveness, mercy, guidance, and compassion to those who repent and turn to look for him. As a servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. We pray, Lord Jesus, in your compassion, you rescue us, restore and redeem us. Teach us to love you above all things and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Teach us to pray for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We turn to God's word for our insight and wisdom from the book of Genesis, chapter 18, beginning at verse 20, Abraham prays. Then the Lord God said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. 
If not, I will know. The men turned away and went towards Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you, will you not judge all the earth and do right? The Lord said, If I find fifty righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I've been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than fifty? Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five people? If I find forty-five there, he said, I will not destroy it. And once again he spoke. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. And then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 can be found there? And he answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, well, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only 10 can be found there? He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. And when the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he left and Abraham returned home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose... The one inside answers, don't bother me. The door's already locked and my 
children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because you are friends, yet because of your boldness, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks you for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you knew a man who was always, always talking to somebody you could not even see, you might think he was a little crazy. But for Jesus' disciples, the more they watched him, the more they wanted to be like him, and know his secrets and his mysteries. So many times Jesus was praying. He had prayed to his Father in heaven while he was being baptized by John in the Jordan River. It began to surprise them how many times Jesus would withdraw from a busy day and go to a lonely place to pray. They could feel how Jesus was changed by prayer. Jesus would spend time in prayer and then return with new insights, even new questions for his disciples. One day, Jesus invited Peter, James, and John to hike up a mountain with him. On top of the mountain, as he was praying, the appearance of Jesus' face changed. His clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared from nowhere in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. His disciples had entered the realm of the divine and holy presence of God. Seeing the glory of God with Jesus, 
they were seeing how transforming prayer can truly be. So on this certain day, they finally had to ask him, Lord, can you teach us to pray? If Jesus had been waiting for them to ask this question, he had an answer ready for them that now seems as if it had been set and ready to go for eternity. One of the most amazing things Jesus says about prayer is so simple it's easy to miss. He says, when you pray, just, just say this. He is so confident that we do have the ear of the Heavenly Father that all we need do is simply begin to speak to him. We don't have to kneel or fold our hands or get in a certain special mood. Our Father God is already listening. We only need to begin the conversation. Speak to him, Jesus says. Call him Father. Jesus is telling us that we already have a relationship with God. Our Father in heaven loves us. He is listening, watching carefully, waiting patiently. Maybe even 40 years later, the disciple John is still really excited by this idea. He writes, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God? Well, David knew this long ago. He said and prayed, As the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are made of dust. Ancient wisdom, to be sure, but somehow, when Jesus said it, it just seemed to make so much more sense. It became so much more real. Jesus wants us to tell the Father, Holy be your name. Right here among us, make your name holy. Well, these men had known that ever since they were taught it as children, that God's name is holy, it's pure, it's precious, it's powerful. But somehow, when Jesus said it, God's name became even more pure more precious and powerful. The way he said it made them want to say it and embrace it. Yes, Father, holy is your name. We say these words with thanks and praise, but they are also a prayer. Father, show us how to keep your name holy. 
It's the character and person of Jesus that makes us believe that we could pray this in his name, that we could keep God's name holy. The disciples had seen Jesus wander off from them and pray in some very lonely and dark places. They had to begin to wonder, what can Jesus see that we cannot? Jesus, I think, could not only talk with his Father, he could also see into the Father's whole kingdom in heaven. So, Jesus would come back from his time alone out on some lonely mountain, and he would tell his disciples, Oh, you want to ask our Father in heaven to bring his kingdom here to this place, and this time, just wait until you see his kingdom. The more time the disciples spent with Jesus, the more they could understand what the word kingdom meant to him. A kingdom has a king. Our Father knew we could see his kingdom come if he first sent us his son Jesus, who could quietly go about showing us what a trustworthy king looks like. A good king must be compassionate, but he must also be righteous. A great king must know what is best for his people and be prepared to give everything for the people of his kingdom. Even when things are hard and difficult, the king must inspire confidence, confidence and trust that he really is worthy of our faith. Jesus was indeed this kind of king. He could build a kingdom for all those who hear his voice, everyone, angels in heaven, and each one of us here down on the earth. His disciples could not see it, but in heaven, the angels and all the heavenly creatures can see it plainly. So plainly, it's as if it's written like a title on Jesus' shirt and on his robe. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Above all, a king must know his people. A king knows his people need bread. Jesus affirms this, that we need bread. And he says, you can pray this with a confident affirmation. Give us each day our daily bread, Father. Yes, Father, we know we can count on you as our days unfold one by one again and again. You will provide for us. In the word that Jesus chooses, in the word bread, we have the wonder 
of God's whole design for his world. Jesus and his disciples had walked through fields of wheat. They had walked by barley, and sometimes they were so hungry, they would eat right from the stalk. Sometimes a meal might be pretty quite plain and very simple, but it can always be a celebration of God's clever and compassionate design for his creation. As Psalm 104 says, He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for man to harvest, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread that sustains his heart. In the spirit of Jesus and his teaching on prayer, we remember the privilege of giving thanks over our meals at our table. As Psalm 145 says, the eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Jesus is teaching us, teaching us to always pray big. Our prayer is meant to stretch our faith. He tells us that we can believe that God can repair and restore any broken bridge. He wants us to have faith when we pray, Father, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Here we are praying big, believing God can repair broken bridges between God and man, between heaven and earth, that God can repair bridges between us and the people close to us, that God can repair bridges between us and our fellow man. In this prayer, we believe that God can repair the parts of us that are the hardest to reach, our conscience, our self-image, how we feel about ourselves. Even when it feels like nothing could change, we can reach for God's infinite forgiveness, and it is there. Jesus, well, he certainly stretched the faith of his disciples. Jesus would pray for Peter. On the night when Peter abandoned Jesus in that dark night before his crucifixion, Jesus showed these men the courage and confidence that he had in his heavenly Father. He got down on his knees in the Garden of Olives, and Jesus prayed to his Father, If you are willing, Father, take this cup from me, 
yet not my will, but yours be done. That's Jesus' prayer of confidence in God's infinite goodness, even when he doesn't feel it himself. The disciples would stretch. Oh, and they would grow in their faith. When they stood helpless, watching Jesus die on the cross, and from there, Jesus speaks forgiveness for all the world. He prays, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. The disciples, oh, they would remember that day. And then later they would remember the stories that Jesus had told them about how bold and confident they could be in prayer. In his stories about brave faith, Jesus helps us to see prayer from God's perspective. Our Father's love for us will always inspire his compassionate answer. For us, this can be our confidence for one reason above all others. Our Father gave his Son Jesus to us to make a holy sacrifice for us of himself. The triumph of God's love is forever affirmed when Jesus stepped out of his tomb alive, resurrected and glorified. There, answering our deepest prayers, forever assured, before they are even spoken, King for all eternity. So, together we pray, always we pray, in Jesus' name. Our Father in heaven, we speak to you our prayers. Your name be made holy. Your kingdom come among us. We celebrate your provision and thank you that you will repair all that is broken. Bless us in our faith and our confidence of your eternal love. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the faith we speak in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail, or you could make an offering through our website. I thank you. God bless you. pray. O God, our King and Redeemer, we give you all honor, praise, and glory. We thank you that you save us, heal us, and renew us. We worship you for all that you have given and continue to provide. Give to your whole people on earth your light and your truth Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For each of us as we try to live prayerfully, help us walk in your way of love, compassion, and mercy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our homes and families, for our life together with friends and fellow workers, may we be strong and supportive for one another. Let us pray to the Lord, and Lord have mercy. Send your gentle healing spirit to touch all those who bear sickness, injury, or challenge. Help all to look to you to be their health and hope. Lord, in your mercy, and hear our prayer. For our nation and those who protect it, we pray that you, God, would bless and care for us together with justice and mercy. We ask your blessing of peace among the nations of the world, and let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. To your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Father, we thank you that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For the life-giving presence of Jesus our Lord, we give you thanks and praise. For the glorious hope of the resurrection, we give you thanks and praise. For the opportunity to bless one another with joy and peace, we give you thanks and praise. Glory be to you, Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. listening to this audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. If you enjoy listening, we encourage you to visit our website at www.blcmtka.org to learn more about our church and to support this podcast. Blessings upon your week.